favorite show about nobody's favorite book is back it is major x lapsed episode six i am chris you know same guy as always uh we are going to wrap up the major x uh miniseries proper today with uh, major x number six and i tell you what um i don't think we have a whole heck of a lot to talk about here <laughs> but we'll give it the old college try anyway um Okay, this is, of course, Major X number 6, had an August 2019 cover date. It's by Rob Liefeld, words and pictures. Inks, also by Liefeld, along with Corey Hampshire and uh, Adelso Corona. Colors, Romulo Fajardo Jr., letters, VCs, Josebino, edits, Bisa White-Sabolsky, cover price, $3.99, and went on sale June 26th of 2019. Now we open with three entire pages of... Deadpool. Uh, he's talking directly to the camera, and uh, I should make it clear he is actually not breaking the fourth wall here. And uh, oh, by the way, gang, did you know that Deadpool breaks the fourth wall? I mean, it's a very obscure detail, and very, very few people know about it. But he totally does it. I mean, you got to you got to pay attention, and you'll you'll see that. Now, Deadpool is talking to somebody, and he's kind of giving them a hard time for waiting so long to ask for his help. Hell, maybe he's talking to Liefeld himself. Maybe he uh, knows this book could use a little bit of star power. Nah, nah, we're actually going to find out who he's talking to uh, real, real soon. Uh, I mean, this is the final issue, right? So everything's got to... I was going to say everything has to make sense, but no, that that's not the case. Uh, let's let's push on here. We then hop to the present, as of pre-Hoxpox, and it's Traveler's Log 00 2019. So I guess now we have two leading zeros. Those, uh, I would hate to see Major X's Traveler's Logs here because they gotta just be a disaster. Sometimes there's a leading zero, sometimes there's none, sometimes there's two. Who knows? Now, Major X is filling the X-Men in on, you know, why, why he's here. His helmet's back on, so I guess we can assume that he and Mama Storm have already hashed out the details on his parentage. Anyway, suddenly the X-Mansion is attacked by... Old Man Namor, with a leviathan flying through the sky. McCoy looks at the leviathan and comments that it is a savage dragon. To which, I'm, do I even bother? So yeah, Namor, Old Man Namor, he is here to kill Major X. And not only does he have the savage leviathan with him, but there's a whole bunch of boring Atlanteans and also boring Dreadpool. Now, Dreadpool's back to wearing a belt, by the way. I know I've been sticking on that point that sometimes he has a belt, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes it has an X on it, like he's in a member of the team. This time, it does not have an X on it. It just has the Deadpool logo, uh, like Buckle, like like he probably found it at Spence's Gifts or something. 
So naturally, a fight breaks out. During this, the Essential Aura, if you remember her, she's the one who the Essential now inhabits, I guess. Whatever the case, she begins to transform here. She, she ages, and her hair grows very long. And uh, no, this is not me poking fun at the continuity of the art, by the way. Uh, this, this actually... They actually mention that this is happening here, that her hair is getting very long and she's aging. Though I could totally understand the confusion, considering how wibbly her design has been to this point. Anyway, McCoy grabs the aging aura and rushes her away to safety. She won't be gone long. Old man Namor goes into full-on soliloquy mode, and Imperius rexes a bolt of lightning directly at Storm, which takes her down briefly. Dreadpool then beelines it for Jean Grey, claiming that it'll be something of an honor to take out such an important figure in the X-Men. And I will, I will hand it to Rob here. He holds off on making the Durher Jean Grey always dies gag, so thank you so much, Rob. Uh, Dreadpool nails Jean with a sonic disruptor gimmick, which actually looks pretty cool. It's like this chakram that he throws that, like, thwips out four wired discs from each corner of it, and then they all go boom. It's, it's a pretty neat visual. I like it. But Dreadpool, his celebration's short-lived because he's suddenly shot in the back by Cable, who comes through a portal. Now, this is a Cable with a long Santa Claus beard and a ponytail, though his hairstyle is very different from the cover, which, I mean, Rob drew both of them. Yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll just keep going. Now, the Marvel Wiki tells us that this is the Cable of Earth TRN-757, which is the Marvel Earth where mutant wars gave rise to the place we know as the Existence. So this would be Major X's real deal father, then? I mean, I, I don't know how much how much to put into the wiki here, because they also say that this Cable's first appearance was Major X-1, and I just flipped through Major X-1 like four times, and I couldn't find him. I may have missed him, but I, it was just our regular Cable in that book. Unless the Cable that we thought was our Cable was actually the Essential Cable? I, I don't know. And he, and he looked like... I don't know. I don't know. Deadpool's here with uh, with Cable, and this is the 616 one, apparently, uh, and uh, he was the one talking to to this weird Santa Cable during the opening pages. That was our fourth wall-breaking deal. So, Cable tells Dreadpool to stand down and get away from his mother, to which Deadpool comments, I thought you were Madeline Pryor's kid, to which Cable says it's complicated. Fair enough. So from here, we get a battle of the DPs before Santa Cable breaks it up and knocks Dreadpool to the ground. And I swear, if you look at this page quickly, you'd think that we were reading like an X-Men Brigade crossover. It's... it's very bizarre. Okay, now the real deal Deadpool then unmasks Dreadpool to see who lurks under the mask, under the helmet, or whatever the hell he's wearing. And he's kind of shocked. I mean, we, the readers, don't get any confirmation who is under this mask, but Wade does react. Dreadpool then body slides away like a luchador had just had his mask yoinked off by a Rudo, you know. Santa Cable then scoops his mother into his arms, and it's as though she's the size of a small child or a large doll, and it's very, very weird. Then he talks to Storm and an unmasked Major X who no longer has dreadlocks. Now he just has like a normal short haircut. Uh, did was, did he stop? I mean, during this during this uh, event, did he go? 
Like hit up a barbershop or something? I mean, was it really too hard to draw a few extra lines to keep this consistent with the rest of the series? I mean, not for nothing. This is our main character. The, the sensational character find of 2019, and we can't get a bead on how he's supposed to look? I mean, I'm not trying to go all, you know, Internet Liefeld reviewer here, but there's absolutely no excuse for this inconsistency. I mean, again, this is our titular main character, and we don't know what he looks like from panel to panel. It's ridiculous. Anyway, Cable, Major, and Storm, they stopped to have a chat. By the way, Namor and his savage dragon are still attacking the school. I guess it's a good thing old man Namor is noble enough to honor a timeout like this. Uh, Most crazy villains probably wouldn't be so patient nor as kind. So, let's get back to the battle. Namor stands atop the Leviathan and makes a bunch of crazy threats. Then, the essential aura rises and sends... Her friendly sentinels crashing into the savage leviathan, which sends it back to the water, which just happens to be nearby. Or I suppose we can either assume it, like, learned the error of its ways, or it just died. It really doesn't matter, does it? <sighs> Name more than Liefeld lunges toward the X-Men uh, before facing the wrath of... The Care Bear Stare. <clears throat> okay. Namor goes to blast Storm with another bolt of Imperious Rex, but Major X jumps in front of her and takes the brunt of it. He, the Major, that is, then talks a lot about mutant brotherhood and love and friendship. I'm telling you, it, it's the friggin' Care Bear stare. Then he, he he emits energy toward Namor, which knocks him out of the sky. He and the rest of the Atlantean attackers are then a captive audience for, the, for a lecture from the essential Aura, who slaps them all on the wrist for being jerks before sending them to a, uh, before a tribunal where they can you know, actually be punished for their crimes. Off to the side, Major X decides to inquire what this all means. You know, what of the existence? Aura gives him some spoo about, you know, home's where the heart is. You, you know the drill. Before telling him that he fought with honor and yada yada yada, then... She leaves. I mean, that's it. The essential is gone, and, and as far as I know, I don't think we've ever seen her again. Or him, or her, I don't know. We haven't seen the essential again. We wrap up the issue and the miniseries proper with Santa Cable, Storm, and the Major. Where everyone else went, I haven't the foggiest idea. Anywho, the Major laments the loss of his home. Cable then says there are opportunities around every corner... Storm then invites the Major to stay in the 616 and join the X-Men. The Major declines, deciding to continue traveling with his father and McCoy, and that's exactly what he does. Traveler's Log 03034 promises us that his quest will continue, which sounds like a threat to me. Thankfully, if it ever does happen, and if these Traveler Log numbers actually mean anything, we're going to have to wait until the year 3034 for this to happen, so I'm okay with that. Uh, the story is over. That's it. But we're not done with the Major just yet. Because next, in the final episode, hopefully the final episode of Major X Lapsed, we'll be looking at Major X number zero. Because of course it has an issue zero. And uh, that will reprint an old Wolverine story with some framing sequences from the Major himself, which will probably teach us absolutely nothing. So that, my friends, is Major X. And I tell you, um, I've been dreading 
this part of the program because what can we even say? I mean, this is, uh, you know, one thing, it's exactly what you'd expect it to be, right? I mean, I've been saying that all throughout our little journey here, that if you were to picture a Rob Liefeld comic featuring the X-Men in current year or close to it, this is what you'd get. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just uh, to think you'd be getting something else would be foolish, so... You expect this, you get this, and it's like, okay, let's move on with our day. Unfortunately, that doesn't really lend itself to analysis, because this thing is, uh... It's bat crap, isn't it? I mean, it's just insane. I don't know what's going on from one issue, one panel, to the other. Um, there are so many holes in... I, like, where did the X-Men go? Where, where, Where's the real Namor? Does the real Namor know that there's an old man Namor around? What happened to the Leviathan? Where was the water? I mean, did, did the Sentinels actually take this thing for miles and miles and miles and dump it in the lake or the, the, the ocean? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's very, very strange. Um, the inconsistencies in the art were... Um, and I hate doing this because this is the low-hanging fruit when you talk about a Liefeld book. And I, I, I'd like to think I'm better than that, but I guess I'm not. Um, the inconsistencies with Major X himself were, uh, I don't want to say unforgivable because that sounds way too harsh, but it's, it's stupid. I mean, if we're going to have this character, if we're going to read about this character for several months with, amid all the hype... You know, everybody, I, you know, everybody, relatively speaking, was talking about Major X. And it was like this big shock, and it was hyped, and we can't even get a good character design for the guy. We don't know what he looks like from page to page to panel to panel. I think that's uh, very unfortunate, because especially, you know, we have Rob who, who introduces the character, and he, has, he looks a certain way. Then we bring in uh, Brent Peoples and Will Spatasio, and they do what they can to make sure they adhere to what Rob did in issue one. Then Rob comes back in issue six and says, screw it, I'm drawing what I want to draw. That sucks. <laughs> Especially when it's our main character. Um, Cable here with the, with the Santa Claus beard. Are we supposed to think that this is the same Cable from issue one, where they were fighting in the danger room, or... I, I really don't know. Um, Major X comes, and we we can see that he is that he loves his parents, right? He loves Cable. He loves Storm. He's got a, a wild affection for his parents. But the first panels of this mini series has him beating the crap out of his father. I mean, what? I. It's so weird reading reading the sixth issue right now, discussing it, and then flipping through the first issue to try to see if I can find Santa Cable in there, and just seeing where we started this trip, and where we wound up, and I haven't the foggiest idea how we got from point A to point B. This might as well have been just six disparate issues, and uh, with absolutely no connective tissue, except a... a a garbage pail helmet. Um, I don't know. What else is there to talk about? Well, the existence, the thing that we've been trying to save for six issues, is gone. 
the essential aura just, you know, looks at the major and says, yeah, yeah, sucks to be you, but it's gone. But remember, home's where the heart is, so just be where your heart is and you'll always be home. And then they just leave. Where are they going? Where do they have to be? Where where are Cable of the whatever the hell <laughs> universe and Major X going to do next? Does anyone want to know what they're going to do next? Um... Oh boy. Um let's talk about the uh let's talk about the art. Not not so much in regarding inconsistencies, but just the art in general. Um I mentioned that there's a panel here where where Cable picks up Gene and uh it is you almost have to see this panel because Gene looks like she is a doll. In his hands, he is just, he is so wide, he is so huge, he's like an ogre. And he's picking up this tiny, tiny woman. I, I mean, this book has three editors. Uh, how, how, <laughs> how does this happen? I really don't know. And, I, and I'm not a guy who will just bag on Liefeld art. I've tried to make that clear throughout this whole excursion, or major excursion, or how, whatever you want to call it. But, uh... Not a whole lot more to say. I mean, Namor is the big threat. I, I thought we were going to... For some reason, I thought that this was going to end with the Atlanteans and the mutants putting their differences aside to fight the Administrator. I figured that this would end with with Major X, you know, on his mother bike, going back to the existence and uh, just having a rollicking good time, and maybe we'll see him again, maybe we won't. Whatever. I didn't think that old man Namor was going to be our big bad, and I also didn't think that he was going to go down quite as easily as he did. It was, you know, I mentioned it was the Care Bear Stare, which is exactly what it was. Major X put him down with the power of friendship, and then blasted him with energy. <laughs> it was... Oh, boy. Um, let me see. What else is there to talk about here? Uh, one thing, one thing that I did want to say that I, I've forgotten to mention, but I've wanted to say this every single episode so far, is one of the reasons why I, I was so resistant to buy this when it was coming out. You know, the first issue, I could have gotten it. You know, I could have gotten it the day it came out. I could have just thrown it on my order. People were hyped for it. I had a feeling it was going to blow up in value briefly, but I decided against it because I couldn't get out of my own way. Because I've heard all those old stories, uh, the old Liefeld stories back when he first created Cable, back in, you know, 1990. And I remember reading an interview where he was either making fun of Louise Simonson or Bob Harris for wanting to call Cable Commander X. And that stuck with me. And then I see that he puts out a book called Major X, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. Commander X was too bad a name. Was, was too, you know, corny a name, and we're going to do Major X now. That was one of my sticking points going into it, and uh, I suppose maybe I can be petty and short-sighted, but uh, eh, maybe maybe it was just self-preservation to <laughs> keep myself from having to read this. It's such a shame, because I, I so enjoyed that first issue, just as a, as a fun popcorn romp, you know, but it turned into... Nonsense in the bad way, you know, because the first issue, it was, it was kind of nonsensical, but I mean, that that's what I wanted from it. Um, unfortunately, the pendulum swung just a little bit too far into the, uh, into the bat crap insane 
sort of a realm where nothing made sense. And I really, I couldn't tell you the purpose of this book other than to make money, which I guess is a, is a noble venture and uh, an obvious one at that. So I think that's where we will leave it for Major X, the miniseries proper. But uh, like I mentioned, next episode will be the final episode of Major X, where we will talk about Major X number zero, which... Like I've said, is a Wolverine story with Major X framing sequences from what uh, my flip-through told me of it. So I don't think we're going to get a whole lot out of it, but uh, if nothing else, I am a completionist. So we will uh, we will resume uh, next time out. So I want to thank everyone for sticking with me through this project here. I've made a lot of comments about this being everyone's least favorite show, and there's a measure of truth to that. But... Uh, I've also received a lot of kind words about this program, and I'd like to reach out and say thank you to everyone who has, um, you know, dipped their toe into some of this uh, 90s cheese with me. So thank you all, and uh, thank you for spending your time here. Now, if you'd like to share your two cents about the major, you can reach out to me at Ace Comics on Twitter or at WeirdComicsHistory at gmail.com. You can find blog posts and show notes at chrisoninfiniteearths.com. You can chat with us about the X-Men on Facebook at 90s X-Men. And you can find the complete Chris and Reggie archives at chrisandreggie.podbean.com. I think that's where we will drop it for today. One more giant thank you for everyone for hanging out. And uh, till next time, as always, I'll talk to you again real soon. See ya. Yeah.